Yo, 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 what is going on, History Junkies? Welcome to the Historical Flashback Podcast. I am your host, Luke and Gianni. And we got a very special episode today for all you listeners out there. All right, so in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about my old friend, Alfonso Alvarez. Well, we aren't really friends, you know, because he's dead, but... I'm thinking if I was alive back then, then Alfonso and I would have gotten along very well. Well, moving on, because obviously we'll never know the answer to that question. Uh, Alvarez was an architect and an engineer from Portugal. Uh, He was born in 1501 and died in 1580. So he was alive for 79 years which is actually a very long life considering the life expectancy during the 1500s was really only 30 to 40 years. Yeah, I'm see guys, this is what I'm saying. I'm telling you Alfonso and I have a lot in common because I'm planning on living until I'm 150, you know, seeing what the world's like in 130 years. Like that'd be crazy. I'm doing it. I'll see you guys there with me. But all right, so let's get into the nitty-gritty. Alvarez designed and built works for the King of Portugal and Sebastian of Portugal. Some of these works include the Monastery of Sao Bento, which unfortunately was lost in an earthquake uh, many, many years ago. I think it was in the mid-1500s when the earthquake hit and unfortunately destroyed the monastery. Um, and Alvarez also designed the Fort of Santiago do Alta. I think I'm pronouncing that right. In addition, he also helped construct the Cathedral of Liria and the Church of Sao Rogue. Then, to top it off, well, my, my boy Alfonso was like, yeah, I'm going to build another one. And he built the Cathedral of Porto Alegre. So in terms of design or architectural design purposes, uh, these buildings were built with a Renaissance classicism style, and this style would later evolve into mannerism. And technically, the definition of mannerism is a habitual gesture or way of speaking or behaving. But if we take this in the context of an architect and try to connect it That way, the buildings were extremely sophisticated and complex with emphasis on almost every edge of the building. So they were very detailed. Um, They had a lot of like fancy engravements and things like that. And they were usually very important, like symbolic buildings in the civilizations during that time. So let's start or stop for a minute and think about what was just said. Four out of the five works that I mentioned by Alfonso Alvarez are buildings that are connected to religion. You hear you heard me say church twice, probably, and cathedral and monastery. If we connect that to the complex and sophisticated habitual gesture of mannerism, we can make a huge assumption. 
And that assumption is that religion was an extremely important part of life during the 1500s. Like, think about it. These churches, they were huge, huge buildings, gorgeous buildings. They usually were built and located in the middle of towns and cities. And these churches weren't just big. They were as big, if not bigger, than the homes of the noble people that lived in those towns during that time. So think about like you're a lord back then and you're like, wow, I have this extremely huge castle. Like this is sick. And then you look out your window and you see a bunch of small houses and then boom, there is another huge building and it's a church. So therefore, why do you think these buildings were so extravagant and grand? I personally think it was because religion was an extremely important part of life, part of people's lives back then. Like think about the life a common person would live day to day back then. All of them were working all day. They were doing manual labor for things like fuel, grain, uh, materials, building weapons like swords um, out of iron for the armies and the soldiers and the militia. And they were doing all this labor for the wealthy people, essentially. And honestly, probably around 90% of the people who were alive during the 1500s were actually peasants. So imagine 90% of your population are people who barely get by and are working every single day of their lives to help better the town for their families and also the other people that live there. But the ones who were really benefiting were the noble people and also the church. These people barely had any money to buy food for themselves and their families They worked every day to earn that little amount of money. And then they only had one day off a week. And considering what I just said about religion, you can probably guess what day of the week that was. Ding, 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 ding. Question right on Jeopardy. It was Sunday. They had Sundays off. The day of the Lord, the day of God. Sunday is for Jesus. And of course, where do you think these people, these peasants, especially these peasants and the noble people too, where do you think they were going on Sundays? Ding, ding, ding. Another Jeopardy question answered correctly. $500 on the board. They went to church. All of them. Probably. Many people would assume that all of them went to church. I am one of those many people. In addition to these churches being a staple in the civilizations during the 1500s, the churches were also extremely, extremely wealthy. The church would bring in lots of money every month or week. And it was because of the people and the nobles that lived in these towns. Even the priests that were preaching and conducting these sermons would have gold and gems 
on their caps and robes that they would wear during sermons. And they also would walk around with the fully gold staffs. Like during the sermons, they would walk through the pews with gold staffs. Like if you go to church today, you'll see the priest and the other higher up people in the church and all the other ushers, you know, they'll walk around, they'll, they'll go to the middle of the church to read an excerpt from the Bible. And you will see that probably at least two or three of those people are holding giant gold staffs, basically. And just like think about people back then having no money, if, especially if you're in that 90% of peasants that had nothing and you see your priest who is a servant of God, granted, but he's walking around with this giant golden staff. I, I would be like, yo, share the wealth, man. Like, let me get one of those and sell it so I can buy some steak and food and feed my family. So, like I said earlier, where did the church get all the money to buy these fancy things? And it was from the people, from their donations to the church and their offerings. People during the 1500s and other centuries around that time period invested so much into the church and their religion because they thought to or they thought they had to. The common people especially were living such difficult lives. I mean, seriously, can you imagine if your life expectancy was only 30 to 40 years? Think about that for just a second. I'm going to give you a second. All right, that was a second. That would mean right now, if I was where I am in life back in the 1500s, I would be halfway through my life. I would have another 20 years to live if I'm lucky. Honestly, I would probably have a wife and kids by now because those guys were getting cuffed around like 17 or 18. Like, that'd be crazy. No way could I have found the love of my life in 17 to 18 years, let alone 20. So... As a result, because of these hardships that clouded over the common people of the 1500s, they believed in supporting the church and giving them some of their money through offerings and whatnot. And through this, they were worshiping God so they could have a better afterlife. Because, you know, you think about the way they were living back then compared to the noble people, like... They had to hope that the afterlife and their belief in God would help them have a better afterlife after they passed away. So now, how does this relate back to my good friend, Alfonso Alvarez? Alvarez, being a very well-known architect from that time period and arguably one of the most famous architects in Portugal during that time, Excuse me. He was building mostly churches. Again, four out of the five buildings that I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast were religious buildings. Monastery, 
cathedral, church, and church. I can go back and read their names off if you would like me to. Church of Sao Ro, Roque. The Cathedral of Liaria. Those were just two of them. So he was building all these religious buildings. And this goes to show why would Portugal have one of their best architects build churches? And it was because of religion. They entrusted a very respected architect to build beautiful buildings for the people of Portugal to worship God in. And I'm assuming because of Alfonso Alvarez being alive during the 1500s that he also had a huge belief in the afterlife and worshiping God because these structures that he built were ginormous, like absolutely breathtaking, mannerism, manneristic buildings that people would go to on Sundays and pray to God in. And through Alfonso Alvarez's buildings, you can just reiterate what I said about how religion just had this hold over people during those times and how it was really a staple in their lives. For me, I would live for Sunday. You go to you go to work every day of the week. Alfonso's, you see Alfonso up there on the street building the churches and you work your butt off and then get off on Sunday, best day of the week, you go to church because it's just such an important part of your life and you worship God because your life might stink right now. You might be in that 90% of the peasants who don't have barely anything in that life. And that's why I think that ultimately the works of Alfonso Alvarez are kind of a staple of the importance of religion, specifically in Portugal during that time. And most people know that places like Portugal and Spain, obviously being a huge city now, there are still these beautiful, huge churches that people still go to on Sundays and worship God in. So I don't think the importance of religion has diminished over time. I just think that in terms of what people were living with back in the day, it was an enormous part of their lives. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I am your host, Luke and Gianni. I hope you have a wonderful day.